In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Well, we find ourselves just a couple of weeks uh, away from the celebration of the Feast of the Nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, And the Orthodox Church unapologetically calls you and me to uh, control our appetites uh, during these days. Through fasting, but also through uh, self-control in every other way. The world gives us a totally different message. Uh, indulge yourself, you know, party, have a, have a blast, uh, feed, feed those appetites. Um, are our appetites evil? No, they're not. But this is a time where we are preparing ourselves for a meal that is eternal. And that being the banquet that God calls us to in eternal life. But we need to understand and be reminded, you know this already, but to be reminded that the invitation that comes to us uh, is is a, a perpetual, dynamic invitation. And our answer is the same as well. Our Lord calls us to follow Him, to become like Him, to deny ourselves, to deny our appetites for a while, and to draw near to Him. That's what the uh, fast of the Nativity is all about. It is a time of preparation. Preparation to do what? To celebrate, to, to partake of the feast, which will be provided to us by our Heavenly Father. We, sit, we read today, a certain man, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many. That certain man, my friends, is God the Father. And this great supper, according to St. Gregory the Great, is that eternal banquet prepared by God for those who accept his invitation to partake of the glorified body and blood of Christ. He invites you, me, and each and every human being in every age to come and dine with him in his kingdom. This is not a banquet, by the way, that we do not have any partake of or the ability to partake of until we get to heaven. It is a banquet that we partake of in a measure here, even today, as we draw near to the chalice, to the body and blood of Christ. That is our, our, our just the, the sort of down payment, the earnest, if you will, of what awaits us in the kingdom. And it will sustain us furthermore. If we allow it to, it will sustain us as we learn to deny our appetites for a while, to deny, to deny the, uh, the passions that get so ignited by these appetites. Those things, for the most part, lead us in the wrong direction. So our Lord invites you, me, and each and every human being in every age to come and dine in his kingdom. Uh, he uses the term supper because none will follow it. No other, uh, <clears throat> this is truly uh, the last supper. Uh, it is a, the fulfillment of that glorious banquet. So the invitation is extended to all regardless of nationality. 
regardless of socioeconomic status, and this great supper will not be followed by any others. But in this parable, we see that those to whom he first issued his invitation began to make excuses as to why they could not come. We must take note here of the fact that these who were first invited and made their excuses were totally responsible for not attending the Great Supper. It was their choice. Their excuses, no matter how varied they were, all were issued because of misguided priorities and pursuits. The day will come when they will long for another chance to attend this great supper. But then it will be too late for those who scoffed at the invitation. Since the proud refuse to come, the poor are then chosen. So God chooses those whom the world despises. This very contempt can call a man to his senses. The less they have in the world to, to delight their, their senses, the more promptly will many hearken to the voice of God. And this is why we, this is why we enter into this, this fast of the nativity. Uh, self-denial. To humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. To take before Him... Uh, Willfully, volitionally, to bend our neck to him and uh, turn our backs on the things of this world, including the, the many sins that come swell up within us because of the love we have for the things of this world. St. Ambrose wrote, He invites the poor, the feeble, and the blind to show us that no imperfection of the body excludes us from the kingdom. St. Gregory the Great compares and contrasts the delights of the body uh, to, uh, of the body and of those of the soul. So we have all been invited to this final grand banquet of feasts. We too can send our regrets, so to speak, to this invitation from God himself due to our attachments to the things of this world. Or we can accept the invitation. How do we accept the invitation? With a bent neck, with humility of soul, in repentance, facing our sins, turning away from them, exercising self-control, as I've already mentioned, keeping before our minds and our hearts the things of the kingdom of God. This world is, a, is, is, a, is passing away, in a sense. But the kingdom of God will be forever. Our epistle reading today from Colossians instructs us as to how we accept God's invitation to this great supper. Let me read just a few verses again from that uh, passage. <clears throat> Starting in verse 2 of Colossians 3. Set your mind on things above not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. That happened in holy baptism. And when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things... 
The wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourself once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all of these. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth, etc., etc. That's not an exhaustive list. There are many others, as you know. We're called to turn away from those things, to get them out of our lives, to get them out of our hearts, to out of our, uh, out of our experience as human beings. So when we respond to this invitation, to this final grand feast, we turn away from those things. That's how we say yes to God. We say yes to God by turning away from the darkness back to the light of Christ through repentance. And he loves us and he helps us do that even. But we need to do it. Make no mistake about it. Every one of us, myself being the foremost of all, we need to face our sins. We need to face our proclivities toward the passions and to turn away from those things. And to not let them control us. So fasting and self-control are kissing cousins, as it were. They go hand in hand during this time of the fast of the nativity. To say yes to the invitation is to say no to sin. And to put on the proper attire for this indescribable banquet, Christ himself. To put his life on with us. He died for you. He rose again for you. He didn't have to do that, but he did do that. And that is all that matters. That is the treasure. Today we come forward to the chalice. We come to partake of his body and of his blood. To bring his life into ours, sinners that we are. Let us not make excuses to deny ourselves of that life-giving sacrament. Let us not allow ourselves to be conditioned by this world that has fallen as to what Christmas is all about, even, for one thing. Uh, let us not allow the spirit of this age to take us away from God. I would like to just close with a, a quote here from St. Fifth on the Recluse. He uses this term, the grace-filled awakening. He writes, The state of the soul which is awakened and inspired by grace is defined in contrast with the state of the soul which has been put to sleep by sin. Sin separates a man from God. A man having deviated from God into sin does not perceive or feel his dependence on him. He lives as if he were not of God and God were not of him, like a willful servant who has run away from his master. Now the wall that has separated him is breaking down. The perception and feeling of dependence on God is being restored. Previously, sin had enveloped a man with blindness, deadness, and careless carelessness. In the moment when grace strikes him, this is reversed. So my dear friends, let us continue to prepare ourselves for the great feast of the nativity. Let us draw near to God 
knowing that he loves us. Let us confess our sins before him, knowing that he has forgiven us. Let us take on whatever needs to be taken on through uh, self-examination. Uh, uh, let us say yes. Let us send a, a, an unequivocal yes to the invitation to that great banquet. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen.